Mm-hmm. Ready. You left it here because you want me to take it. That's no, that. no. This, 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 this is the only two-sided. I know, and I, and we talked about it. Whenever, look, look, look at this. I mean, you're gonna it, complain about a used. super route. Ra- ra- it gets used all the time. And you were like, man, they tried to give you my you got one, right? One. Yeah. They tried yeah. to give you my double edged one, and I was like, no, sir. And it's just buried in a jar of sharp. No, but I use it all the time. Okay, all right. This is a uh, this is a high traffic area. This is the about violence podcast, and um, we man, this is one that is near and dear to our hearts. We have unfortunately um, n- have known we're going to need to talk about it, and um, now it's time. Uh, so, in twenty twenty. We had a presidential election. Um, I got Chantry and Travis with me. And uh, we, 2020 was a mess. Yes. Um, I'm going I'm to give you, I wrote up on the board here behind this camera, some of the things, some of the stats around 2020. Um, so from the Associated Press, there were 21,570 homicides. And that was up 29% from 2019. In 2020, there were a reported 139,000 rapes. There were 271 cases per 100,000 people. Of burglaries. Of burglaries. Um, this is, these are crazy numbers where you have homicides up 30%. Um, if you remember, you had civil unrest in nearly every metropolitan city in the United States. Minneapolis, St. Paul, Atlanta, Portland, Seattle, Los, Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Dallas, Austin, Houston, Nashville, Louisville, Denver. So just just Detroit alone. In one in this one week in a protest, they had 43 deaths, that they had 1,100 people injured, and there were 7,200 arrests. Now, um, election years are inherently spicy. And, and if you look it up, this is what was funny to me because I text y'all and I was like, it's election year, right? And I've been, I had this conversation with the wife the other day and she's like, can, can we wait till the kids are out of school for the summer before you start stressing me out, right? But I was like, it's election year, something's gonna happen. If you look it up, Snopes is like, nah, it's false. Like uh, there was nothing that happened in 2016. It was actually at the end of 2015 that um, whatever it was, whatever virus or whatever was hitting the, the, the wire at that time. They're like, no, 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 it was like December of 2015. So it's they they fudge the numbers a little bit yeah. but it's every election cycle there's some sort of like crisis and i don't want to say manufactured crisis but it's a manufactured yeah. crisis a big right? i mean global level sometimes yeah. definitely national level big crisis humanitarian crisis civil unrest it, it how fast we forget there were food lines in austin texas there were people jumping in in, in dumpsters to get food there were i mean we had panel vans pre-positioned downtown to grab rioters that were going to try and assault the Capitol. This, and this is like in the free state of Texas. And people mm. are like, you know, walking over and just like set down a box of Molotov cocktails yeah. and like pre-staging just crazy shit. And nobody knows who these people were or where they came from or where this funding came from. Um, and the media just played right into it, right? Like yeah. pushing the exact same information regardless of whether you're watching fox or cnn they all still played into the same thing to create this divisive culture there are portions of cities that were taken over by insurgents real insurgents that stormed capitals not just in washington dc but all over the nation one some 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 were talking about 
some were talked about more than others, but in most of the other cases, even outside of Washington, D.C. on January 6th, there were capitals where dozens of police officers were hurt, bad, and killed. But what we want to talk about is how do you prepare for this? How do we, as responsible America, fam, like America-loving, family-oriented protectors, how do we um, position and prepare our families to be insulated from what we know is coming? Yeah. Statistically, we know it's coming. This is going to be a bad year. So let's just get right into it. Yeah. Um, you kind of have a few available uh, available options, right? You can you can to a degree barricade in place, which is like the prep um, bug in. Yep. And then you have the 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 popular but kind of idiotic bug out. Right. Um, Don't know where. Just going to go to that. Grab yeah. the backpack and go. Yeah. yeah. So, but for both of those, for, for bug out, um, if you're in the cities and you're not looking to move out of the cities and you care about being protected and being safe, uh, I don't know what to tell you. Like, good luck. Um, I would call and check in on my friends in, in, in New York, for example, and I'd be like, man, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm just locked in my apartment. You know, I bought as much water as I could and I've been eating off canned stuff for a couple of weeks. Um, that is, uh, and I just checked, there's not, we, and we had cell service, you know, like we weren't on just satellite only, um, like, which is a different set of problems right. that could totally happen. Uh, what city was it where, um, I think it was Nashville, that guy targeted um, Verizon AT&T substations. Oh yeah. And he, I mean, it was active terrorism and he, he attacked yeah, you start attacking infrastructure. Yeah. Right. And our infra... So as we get into what's more prepared, do you think right now in 2024, we are more stable on a scale of one to 10 on the spectrum of like, we are we are better prepared. We as a society are stronger, more financially secure um, in 2024, or are we um, more fragile and vulnerable and less financially secure Oh yeah, for like for sure, way more vulnerable. In in every measure, I don't think way. anything's improved, right? Like, right. And you know, the other X factor I was just thinking about: what are police and fire and EMS staffing levels looking like in all historically these major low? Cities? Every single place Compared to 2020. since twenty twenty, thanks to the defund the police movement, has is. I mean, if we look at Austin right now, the shortage of man, just manpower yeah. for any any form of responder. Yeah, I mean even law even call takers, even the the nine one one. Yeah, we're operators. having trouble stocking call takers. Yeah, <laughs> like it's 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 everyone a call calling on the weekend, like a, a Friday night, Saturday, and getting put on hold is happening right oh, now yeah. in in major cities. Like there's literally like, please hold. I mean, you, you always say it, hey, no one's coming, you know, but now it's like you can't even get a hold of someone no. to ask yeah, no, for help. Nobody's coming, but not only, like, even if you call them, nobody's coming because you can't get a hold of them. No. Yeah. And cells, cell towers aren't even down yet. So I don't want this to be a, a crazy, creepy um, prepper episode. Right. Because there are things that are really easy to do that you can do right now that you can go and buy, that you can start doing, that you can start training, that you can start... Um, like in this moment, as soon as you stop listening to this podcast, you can go and start doing. Yeah, you can get on Amazon right now as we're saying stuff and like, oh, 
Hey, yeah, put it in the car. And if you don't, ha- if you don't have disposable income, because right now, um, man, this statistic just smashed me. The number of the number of the percentage of Americans that have a thousand dollars accessible right now. What do you think that is? Like cash or just yeah. period? Period. They they have a thousand dollars in savings. Oh, pretty low. Yeah, but it's it's but it's record low. What is it? It's more than fifty percent. Don't have. Don't have. Oh wow. Just living paycheck to paycheck. Just living paycheck to paycheck. Um, there. Yeah. And we're moving into. We are in a recession. This specific recession has more money lost already than the two thousand eight recession. Um, it's just been a little bit more uh, cautiously reported. Yeah. Because if you just print more money, then there's more money. That's right. right? And then inflation is where we're at. Yeah. Okay. So what are some things that we can start doing to prepare for what, you know, September, October, November 24 might look like? Yeah. I, and I think it's, it's, gonna start it's imperative that, to not but. just talk about like, it might not just be like civil unrest, but look at what the COVID lockdowns did, right? To where you weren't even able to really get into grocery stores. You're having to wake up early, or go stand in line. melting and the power right. grid going down. Yeah, exactly. Um, so weather incidents, anything like that, right? We're moving into um, different weather weather environments. Ah, that's wrong. World. It's 42%. 42%? Yeah, I, 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 had, I, I knew in my head I was trying to make easy numbers, so I rounded up to 50%. But it's 42% of Americans. Oh, that's way better. <laughs> um, do not have a thousand dollars in the savings account. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's. I knew I had to Google it, but it's that's crazy. If somebody would have let us know in the comments for sure. Don't worry. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I, man, one of the first things that I whenever I have this conversation, which I probably have it more than most people want to with me, uh, is just start building knowledge, right? And knowledge isn't like on your like on the internet right? Like buy physical books to have that teach you how to do these things. So, and at least you have a reference library that if shit goes bad, you can be like, Oh, well, Hey, how do I, yeah. how do I fix a yeah. small motor? Like, how do I, um, purify water? How do I do these things? What foods can I eat? Um, how do I clean a deer? Like just have a book that tells you how to do things. Yeah. And you could go to half price books tomorrow and get those for like Four dollars. We're not talking like a huge monetary investment here. Yeah. You can also come to the SDR training center because we have a library right outside the door here that has every single one of these books from how to build a suppressor to how to purify water, how to electrical navigation, um, maritime ocean navigation, nautical navigation. If you look on Amazon, every one of these types of books is on there. You know, the army has mass produced a ton of manuals, manuals that yeah. give you a yeah. lot of information that's useful. Uh, but I always recommend buying physical books that teach you how to do things and you don't have to like read the book and learn it right then, but at least you have a reference library, like back in the old days where you look things up in encyclopedia Britannica, right? Like now you have a reference library of, Hey, here is how I can do this thing that I don't really know how to do. And YouTube isn't working today. Armyforms.org or.com. Um, you can, if you don't want to go buy books, again, I want to respect whatever financial position you're in. 42% of Americans, they don't have $1,000 in your bank account. You can go and print off. And, you know, we're, we're, we're talking like cents to print off an entire PDF, a field training manual, an FM manual of how to do every single thing that will be taught in ranger school, in sniper school. Hell, download it and put it on a thumb drive. Yeah. Right? And uh, you need a battery. 
source or energy source, but we'll get at, least that too. at least it's a starting point, right? Yeah. Maybe it's more than what you have right now. So mm -hmm. I say um, priority number one is start building your reference library. Yep. What about tools? Yeah. Like that's going to give you a, an idea of like some things that would be handy to have around. So yeah. um, during snowpocalypse mm. and which was in COVID. Yep. When we say tools, um, a lot of people hear guns and ammo. No, I'm yeah, I'm like screwdrivers. And that's what I'm talking about. And exactly. like things that you can fix stuff with. Yeah. S the, I live in a really cool neighborhood and I have a lot of stuff. Um, but I didn't have all the stuff to fix all of the things on my own property. Um, I, I didn't. Have, yeah, I have a lot of hand tools, but I had no way to clear my driveway. Yeah. Right. Yep. I cleared my driveway with a, a broken uh, square headed shovel. No, like a cabinet door that was like <laughs> broken off. And I was just scraping because the shovels that I had all sucked. Like I was like, what am I going to do with this? Like sharpshooter shovel. Right? It's not like, normally a Texas problem yeah. though, that we have to deal with. You know, but in 2018, 2017, I never thought that I would be thinking about gas masks that I'd be thinking about, um, you know, NBC yeah. Uh, nuclear, biological, or chemical warfare type thing. Like, if I'm going to go out, am I? What am I going to be doing for air to making sure that I'm breathing good stuff? Yeah. Um, do I have things to put on my family to move them if we had to move? Um, do I have? I. And that could be something like a wildfire too. You know, yeah. just the the air's filled with smoke, and I need to get across this area to the other. I'm. I'm not above saying that I have like potassium iodide <laughs> tablets. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey, you never know. You they have like know. a long shelf life. They're cheap. Uh, and you can pre do prevent nuclear fallout poisoning. Right. Yep. So, um, buy them yeah. if you can, if you have, if you have the, the means bleach tablets, iodine tablets, yep. like these are things that you yeah, can water use purification in a variety of ways yep. that are so cheap and they last forever or have a reference library that tells you how much, of household bleach you need to purify purify one gallon of water, right? Yeah. Like that way you're not like mm, dumping in. Yeah. Was it a capful? No, man, it's eight drops. Yeah. For that bucket. Yeah. You know, and then so. just let it sit for 30, 30 minutes, then stir it. Like right. there's proven ways that you can take nearly crap water and make it potable. Yep. So um, it would suck to die of dysentery. Yeah. Right. Like, Oregon Trail, old school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Medical supplies, same thing. Yeah. Like, like, do you have basic antibiotics and other things that, you know, you take for granted yeah. just being able to run up to HEB? Yeah. yeah. Do you have a, a, a physician that will write you a prescription for some some antibiotics that you can just kind of set aside, right? Mm -hmm. They they have a, a, they a recommended yeah. shelf life, but then there's also a lot of stuff out there that talks about um, uh, how you can, you know, store them to make them last longer. Uh, there's a company out there, uh, Jace Medical, that does like the, you buy like a pack of like it's every type of antibiotic you need, right? Maybe you need some Z packs or something like that, right? Some uh, antivirals that you can store for a while and just have set aside uh, for like H1N1, right? Like had that taken off, I think that uh, antivirals is what the the cure was, right? But then all of a sudden everybody needs antivirals and you can't yeah. get them, so. You know, you can start storing stuff like that. Are you insulin dependent? Yep. You know, do you have 
any any way to store medicines and have them on a rotation. Yeah. Uh, multivitamins. Um, not to you know beat a dead horse because we talk about it often on here when we're talking about medicine, especially especially preventative medicine. The most important thing that you can do, and that and this is free, that you can do right now, that will absolutely save your life, um, is exercise. There's no way that you're going to be able to move into an apocalyptic world or a serious civil unrest situation and be able to survive in longevity without you being a healthy person. Yeah, um, your need for antibiotics is going to be like how often do you get sick? I I, I can't tell you the last like time decades I took antibiotics. Yeah. yeah, like I. But it would be nice to have the antibiotics required to prevent you from getting like tetanus. Or Absolutely, whatever, right? Like yeah, like yeah. if you have like a, a a big wound, right? But if if you need antibiotics every time you get sick, then you, you there's a you to, problem. You need to work on your yep. health and fitness. Um, and I, I just want to beat this so hard that you being healthy is the best thing that you can do right now to prepare you for a bad situation. Your brain's going to work better. You're going to be able to make better decisions for your family. And when I say better decisions, like, man, what, where, where, where did I store? Where did I put all those books about how to purify water? Um, you know, like, did I actually learn how to convert something from a solar power um, into like usable energy in my own home? Like, do I have to put it on a battery and then I can put it into my coffee maker? You know, um, like, or be dumb and fat and uh, hook up that solar power to your coffee Buy maker. Buy more bullets, that'll work for you, <laughs> right? So we're, we're dunking on the, the arms and bullet things because it's an, it's an easy solution to a complex problem. And like, oh, I, I don't need to store this stuff because I have a gun. I can go and take it. How did that work during COVID? How yeah. did that work during the riots? Like, no. did you jump out there and like, were you out there as a marauder taking all the things you needed or were you barely scraping by, right? Like maybe an absolute like red dawn scenario, good to go, but still it takes one bullet to to end your yeah. reign, right? So um, are you like, do you have a team, right? Yeah. Like. I feel like our team's gonna gonna paper rock scissors you right out of your bullets. You know? Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Our our team is gonna beat your team. Yeah, and and you, unhealthy, fat guy with no stuff but has a gun, you're gonna have no success in survival. Yeah. So don't don't make your prep be bullets and guns. That's a very uh, ignorant way to approach preparing for worst case scenario. For sure, are you you're talking to three guys that have lots of bullets and guns, and I'm <laughs> allegedly. not allegedly. Yeah, not saying not have those things, but that is not what preparation looks like. There are so many other layers to preparation. Um, so shoot, move, communicate, medicate. These are like the four things that we spend a lot of time in our protector courses. We're obviously at the SDR training center right now, right on the other side of the wall, there's a tactical trauma response course. So if you hear people screaming in the background, they're just role players that are, that are um, pretending like they got shot or got blown up. Uh, Matt Smith was just back by the coffee maker and um, we had it. Yeah, bow. That was uh, and everybody on the mats because there's also a protector class going on, and people are learning how to shoot, and they're learning how to fight, and they're learning situational awareness. Um, so we're with- talking about medicine. Sorry, you're talking about medicine. Like I always laugh because you got to the range or something, and somebody gets like a little cut, and they're like, "Hey, who has a band aid?" And everyone has eye facts, yeah, tourniquets, tourniquets, and, and, seals, and they're like, but- nobody has a boo boo kit, right? Yeah. So like, just have some neosporin and band aids. Right, like there's a good place to start because get the little things from turning into big things. Yeah, yeah. How many tourniquets have you applied? Maybe not any, (laughs) but like, how many band aids have you put on? You know, I 
uh, Torn, my daughter, wouldn't have gone to sleep last night without a Band-Aid on her boo-boo. For sure. You know, yeah, and like... Happened to me two nights ago. If you put that in a little bit of sleep-deprived, a little bit of hunger, a little bit of environmental conditions that are uncomfortable, that little boo-boo is a big, big problem. Yeah. And uh, so knowing your family, not sure, make, like we have extraordinary extraordinary wives yeah. and we have powerful healthy kids um but they're still kids for sure yeah and they just sometimes they just want you to kiss that little scratch and put a band-aid on it yeah. so mm-hmm. have some band-aids um so let's just go through shoot move communicate medicate in both bug in and bug out um shoot do you have in your in your like go to I know you have like an arsenal. You get two. Oh, uh, probably gonna go with a like a twenty-two rifle, and um, and like a nine mil pistol. Cool. What's the context here? Like uh, what, where t- I'm at? Twenty sixteen, twenty twenty, now twenty twenty four. Um, civil unrest again. Austin's burning. It's a little spicier this time. Yeah. People are a little bit more desperate. Um, what was you know like that? that food vulnerability in 2020, um, you know, we, they, they said that we're a few meals away from absolute anarchy and chaos within yeah. every single one of our cities. Um, a few meals away that, i.e., had we missed a couple more meals, it would have gone from like rioting in downtown areas to extended into suburban areas. Well, I just always refer back to Katrina, right? Like, I think that's the best, in, like, example of modern day in a first world society of just how bad shit can get um that's like there's crazy documented yeah. shit that happened there so if you if you ever get like the gun chance fights, read about it yeah home invasions yes rapes um, i think professional like, rapes there were like serial rapists yeah. cruising around in finding the, vulnerable people in the like the fema camps too yeah. right like in in the astro or whatever not the astrodome but whatever their dome was called um they had like crazy shit happen yeah. there to where in a, i had read something about like cannibalism right to where these people were trapped in on like a third floor apartment and so crazy shit happened during that i'm going nine mil pistol and five five six rifle yeah pretty basic i can just make that 22 so quiet i know but that uh then there's a it's a bucket of bullets yeah that bolt action five five six is so quiet it's just like but i get it 22 is it's a hard one i just um do you see ruger has that new it's it's almost no barreled pistol and it's a flush face. It's the whole pistol is built for a suppressor, so it's just a single striker fire hammer drop, one shot at a time. It looks like um like the what's the, the Nazi yeah yeah like Luger. Luger yeah it looks like that it's not but then there's no barrel it's a flush front and there's a washer a rubber washer I think I just saw it on uh, Silencer Shop's website yep that's right. exactly yeah. it. it was like it was like a Han Solo yeah like a, <laughs> that's what it looked like yeah yeah because they, they, they didn't want to get dinged for putting I mean that thing would be pretty handy yeah um, I'm, I'm in the same boat I'm going to be in like a, f- a 5.56 or a 308 and a 9mm pistol mid-size something you could conceal yep. and, yeah. yeah handy enough to be able to 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 move around with out. and be car- and comfortable to carry with you everywhere because from day one on you're never going to find me without it on that's me. the tough thing is like to pass up on the the ar it's just like i'm so comfortable with it mm-hmm. you know like 
just feel really good with that. Yeah. Like, yeah, the 22 is a good yeah. pick, though. There's some 9mm carbines, though, that are pretty quiet, too. Yeah. yeah. Some of those pistol caliber carbines. But we digress. On the move. So um, the Overland, ton of popularity. Love me some Mike Glover, Fieldcraft Survival. They spend tons of time. There's some great outfit Go shops. Go look at his YouTube. Like, he puts a great, lot of great information out there. So uh, in, in, like, bugging out, they how much... Uh, vehicle recovery equipment do you have um, jump start stuff um, the battery packs to start your car um, trickle chargers all uh, available on Amazon yep. all really cheap uh, great great resource check out Mike Glover we have two so I'm just for me we have very two very different approaches in my household I, I have an electric vehicle that um, has a pretty rad battery and uh, pretty like I don't need gas. Um, then I also have my truck. My truck looks like a regular truck, um, but it has the V8, it has the off-road, it has um, everything in there. I have my big, huge blowout trauma kit bag. I have um, my survival bag in there. I have my vehicle recovery kit in there. Um, I have, in that survival bag, it has like water purification stuff, both tablets from iodine to chlorine to, um, uh, the little straw. Um, I have, straw. yeah, the life straw. I have uh, compasses, navigation stuff. I have redundancies in communication stuff that are like permanently in my car. And um, it all is like underneath the seat. I spent time making sure my car just looks like a car. Anybody walking by, unless you're in San Francisco, um, is going to take that little peek in there and be like, meh, next car. Um, you know, like, it's, yeah. that was the goal. Um, what is, what is like, move mean for you guys yeah i have a very similar uh setup as you do i mean i think something like you know what are they uh the power packs that you can yeah. jump your car like something like that again having a dead battery in a situation like this could be catastrophic yeah so um you know, we're doing it in ukraine we we're taking our batteries out of every vehicle that we stopped with otherwise we, they'd disappear that's right yeah. and we toted our batteries with us yeah or would hide it yeah you know, um, like that's how quick things get gross. Um, yeah. So auto repair, you know, same thing. I have stuff. If I need to patch tires, if I need to inflate tires, if I need to jump a battery, if I need to, you know, have, if I have a coolant leak, like I have stuff in my vehicle that's going to keep my vehicle running. Um, and then I have the same stuff you do as far as a bag. Yep. Yeah. Just, it's all very similar. Yeah. Different modes of communication. Uh, you know, got a winch on the the discovery. Having the ability to like fit everybody into the same vehicle is huge. Uh, whenever you have a big family, right? Yeah. So like, uh, and then also being able to put gear in there. My my little Land Rover has the rooftop tent, and you know, it's it's all kitted out with all that stuff. But then yeah, also, have you um, with your your move? So like, we're we're in shoot now to move. Um, have you ever rehearsed your loadout? It's a weird question. No. So all the kids in the vehicle and all the stuff that you want to take. Uh, I mean, we do basically panic loadout every time we go literally <laughs> like right? every it's day. Just, when like, we go to just school. get in the car. Yeah. Right. Um, um, so I don't, you, yeah, you've we, been in my, like my work office. When you walk in all those like pre-packed bags, you know, like one of them is a sustainment bag. One of them is a sleeping, like my sleeping kit. So I have a tent big enough for the whole family with enough sleeping bags for the whole family. Um, like in the phases that my life has gone through, I have a three-year-old, you know, two years, two and well, one and a half years ago, I had disposable, not disposable. I had, um, 
reusable diapers in there. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was, I had like little doll, I had the toys in there too. Um, and now though, you know, like in the past year, those things have come out and different things have gone on, gone in, in their place. Um, what I found was like all of the stuff that I thought was going to be going in there in my truck wouldn't fit. Yeah. Once you fill it with people and then like they each have a bag, I mean, just going on a vacation with two kids, it's yeah. like everything fills up pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. Most of my stuff kind of stays in place, right? So it all fits. Yep. Uh, there's, there would be a few additional items, uh, but you know, I refined, I built out and refined and then re-refined like that bag for that reason of like, all right, can I fit this all into like a, a 40 liter bag that can just go in the floorboard and under kids feet or something like that. That's why yep. you got to be efficient with what you're doing. Cause one, you know, the temptation is just put everything in your car, right? But you're using more fuel, the car's heavier. Uh, and then you're limiting your space. So like you said, refine it, get, get down to what you need. It's tough to get over that. Like two is one, one is none mindset, right? Yeah. To where you just want to like yeah. have a bunch of the same things that do the same job. And you have to realize like, okay, this isn't my like survive for the next 10 years bag. This is just my get from point A to point yeah. B bag. Am I, am I really going with a 20 by 20, um, really high end tarp and a tent? Yeah. Or am I going with one? Right. Can I get, do I need all these sleeping bags or can I get by with, survival bivvies, mm -hmm. right? That pack down to this yeah. big. So that's going to be space questions. And it's going to be weather dependent too. Like yeah. what season is it? Where am I? You know? So, I mean, um, here we have a huge fluctuation, especially in the past four years of weather. Like our winters have been real actual winters. Yeah. Um, yeah. And our summers, like I argue that the top 20 States, you can't, you could, you wouldn't survive a week in a summer here. They're rough. They're rough. Which I, th I prefer the summer over the winter. I'd much rather be hot than cold, but I'm acclimated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so communicate. Uh, this is a really important one to me. I, I spend uh, a lot of time and money making sure that uh, the places that I have to go frequently, I have to be able to communicate. And I'm in austere environments where cell phones are on, are like not dependable. Yeah. Um, and uh, internet you know, Wi-Fi and internet access is hit or miss depending on what areas you're at. So, you know, we, we talk pace, primary alternate contingency and emergency stuff, you know, for those have to be, for them to be real pace, they have to be on separate systems for like, uh, I, I can't say, Hey, I'm going to use signal and text message as primary and alternate. Um, because like that's happening via the same system, right? Right. Your cell tower. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or even if it's you're trying to do Wi-Fi, it's still off of the same device. Device, yeah. right? So, um, I I have some of the stuff that is always going places with me, but also is like ready, ready readily accessible and um, in vehicles and now pre-positioned with friends. So, like, I don't want to be by myself. Um, how do I connect? Conduct conduct link up in the middle of a civ civil civil unrest with somebody on the other side of town. Pre planning's big, right? What does that look like? I mean, uh, you know, you kind of start seeing the writing on the wall for a lot of this stuff, right? So you can start communicating with those people, being like, "Hey, if if it reaches this point, right? If it reaches this apex of whatever, then this is you know, the we rally can point. rally point up here, or you know, at least we need to start." developing com 
comms and touching base with each other in you know this period of time uh, and then you can start building from there of like okay hey like all of a sudden sells down right like that's a huge red flag right like once you you've lost the ability to communicate via your primary communication you're like okay well it's it's reached a point right so uh, if you have the means to get sat comms badass right um and you brought a bunch here that kind of run the spectrum of of cost and efficiency uh but if that's not a, a capability then maybe you know whether it's wi-fi comms or just knowing like hey if we lose comms like come to my house right yeah. you, you know which house we're going to uh because of ease of access and ease of of egress potentially um and then building out from there i guess yep. so p- primary we'll, we'll we'll say is cell phone that is me um, on a cellular network calling um, or texting. And um, that's on a cellular network. The, believe it or not, the, some internets only work off cellular networks. So when cellular networks crash, your internet will also crash. Um, so you should probably do a little research as to what kind of internet you have at your place because uh, cell towers go down, you might lose your internet. Um, or you might not. And in that case, you could have um, data be your alternate, which is like Signal, WhatsApp, um, Telegram, uh, any of those encrypted digital apps. Email. Like yeah, something. email. Um, you know, Pro- ProtonMail, being able to send encrypted messages to and from just, just via data. Um, and then uh, the contingent for me is satellite, which then goes into this category. Um, and, uh, so that is Iridium phones. That is, you know, insights, uh, in reaches, um, every one of these things I can send data through and messages there of, of a variety of expenses. You know, the, a phone is about 500 to a thousand dollars. And then the plan, um, you can buy minutes and that minute, the crappy part and, do you want? Oh, I really, um, it irritates me that the minutes only last a year. Yeah. So you have to refresh your minutes every year, but uh, even if you don't use them, that's right. They, they, no rollover. They just over. expire. They yeah. just expire. It's like old cell phone plans back in the day. It's like old and singular. It super sucks because if you have multiple satellite phones, um, they all expire. Oh. Like they don't roll over. So this phone has this phone line has. X number of minutes on it. So each phone's going to have. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, going down in price, you can get to, you know, in reach where you're paying. Insight. In, no. It's the insight. No, the in reach. That one's the in reach. Yep. Oh, my bad. You can um, buy a plan which has so many number of text messages um, and so much data. Then. Uh, These are actually just touching on them like. Very cost effective. I saw these at Costco for yeah. like 200 bucks. Uh, but also, it's buying plans just like Iridium and minutes expire, yep. I think, after a year or something. Uh, like so that. it's much more affordable. What does a plan look like? A, a plan looks like you, you you sign up for a year and you're going to be paying thirty nine ninety nine a month. And with that plan, um, you'll that plan you'll have 50 text messages. Yeah, they're very similar to like old school cellular plans like whenever you bought a cell phone back in 2004 or whatever like it's very similar to that to where it's like x amount of data or 
or characters per text or whatever. So yeah, I'm sense. limited in characters per text and the number of text messages in the plan that I have. And it's like an affordable plan. Uh, the great thing about this is I just clip it onto the back of my bag and I cruise around and I can, I mean, I can text from this, but I can also just connect this via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi to my phone and text from my phone like I normally would via satellite. Mm. So that's pretty handy. Um, I have enough of these, and th this is another really, really inexpensive way. Um, these uh, Motorola Talkabouts, I give this to every person that I'm with. Um, it, you can get weird. You can get into GoTennas and cre start cre creating mesh networks. Um, and uh, th these are just affordable options in the communication. And everywhere in line of sight that we can connect to each other, I can send you text messages via FM using an app that connects to this via FM. So the radio is sending data from FM, one radio to another radio, and but I'm sending it off of my phone. So like I don't have to be like, Travis, are you there? Hey, Tim, what's up? I can just be like, send. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, th this is 200 bucks. No plan, totally free, connects via Bluetooth to your phone, and then you just use the app to talk through it. The only, well, not the only, but a Many downside to that is just that you're, you're kind of confined to a certain bandwidth, right? Yeah, like for you're, sure. you're only within this certain uh, bandwidth. A lot of people have really been exploring like the uh, Bofang or Baofang or whatever, the, the ham radios, um, which it's legal to have and it's legal per FCC rules to receive. You're just not supposed to transmit without a license, but if the world collapses, whatever nerd. Yeah. <laughs> what nerd is going to knock on yeah. your door? But they, they, I mean, you can get them now. They're like three watt, eight watt. You can get bigger antennas for them. You can pre-plan like, hey, uh, this channel or this channel, you know, you can pre-program. Uh, there's actually a book. That's actually one of my radios in the back. A book that I found that was written by, I think, a former Green Beret. Uh, but it's called like the gorilla's guide to the Bofang radio. And it really, it, it kind of is like a, a ham radio for dummies. And it explains to you like how, um, how to use the different radio channels and, you know, get on there and like, listen, Oh, Hey, nobody's using this net. Like we can, we can pre-program that in, uh, use that net, communicate with each other. They have a longer range to where you can do it for a couple miles based on your antenna, you know, different relays. And then it, it also will operate, I think on, you know, UHF, VHF, FM, like all the different spectrums of bandwidths. So uh, a really good option, cheap on Amazon. There's just a ton of data out there. Like so many people use these things that have kind of pressure tested them to be like, hey, this works, this doesn't work. It's like the Honda Civic of radios too, to where you can buy so many different aftermarket attachments. I, I went down a rabbit hole with um, Matt Jensen, uh, you know, whenever yeah. he first showed up, he had like all the stuff on, and then now all of a sudden he's not the crazy guy. I was like, "Hey, yeah, you're talk awesome. to me about this, right?" And so he, I, I just asked him what type of comms he was running. He's like, "Oh, Baofeng," and I was like, "Oh, sweet, okay. Well, I just found this Gorilla Guide book, and and so uh, look into them. You know, if if you can't uh, afford, or if you just want to do the smart thing and have multiple forms of comms, right? Cell phone, maybe the the in reach, and then also having some sort of like ham radio. Yep. Um, all this stuff sits inside of a Faraday bag inside of my safe. That's another very smart, we're, we're, I was joking with you about it earlier. Yeah. So uh, like every time I get SOS only, I'm like, they did it. The yep, EMP they finally happens. did it. They, there's the EMP and then my signal will come back. you know how fast this world would go crazy if cell went down? 
Oh, they would lie to us. They would never, if like an actual EMP happened, they'd be like, oh, it was a. It's just something going on. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm going to guess in one day, well, I'm talking like complete, total apocalyptic anarchy. Oh, for sure. For sure. Like as soon as people are like, there's no internet or cell phones. The cars. Like that's the thing is, you, you know, there's a lot of speculation about what may or may not happen, what may or may not work, like whether your car will or won't start. If like an EMP or solar flare happened, right? Um, uh, EMP, if you don't know, look them up. Uh, but basically a nuclear detonation, an aerial nuclear detonation can cause the EMP. Uh, it was actually designed, like developed to com uh, combat people launching nuclear weapons. That's right. Us, right. So uh, anyways, it can destroy everything. There's uh, on online, there's a company that makes EMP shields for your vehicle. Supposedly they're tested. Like you could put it on your car yeah. and then it's like a breaker. I mean, like, having from, all this stuff is great, but then leaving so Faraday it, cage, anyways, yeah. going back Faraday yeah. cage, putting them into something that protects them. Yeah. Uh, so they're so actually you, useful. Yeah. Um, and the old school methods, of signal mirrors, smoke, um, marking mailboxes. I'm not joking. In current day, usually I like the emergency to be like a link up spot. Um, I was in North Africa and we had our emergency was link up. Like we had triggers like if this, 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 or this thing happened mm -hmm. and we are not co-located, we will meet at this spot at this hour, or if you see some of those triggers were like, if there's this mark at this spot that you're going to meet at this night at this time at this place. Um, so like, get, and if you get there and there's this, then go to the next one. That's right. right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those, I mean, those, those are real things. Yeah. They're, they're, it's real trade craft that has been used for forever. And, uh, I recommend you learn how to do it. <laughs> and, uh, and then talk to your community about how that's going to be like, what does your community look like? Uh, before we get into the Medicaid portion, um, community. Huge. Huge. Can you do this by yourself? No. No. And the more the people around you are prepared, the more your neighbors and your family and everyone else, it's not, this isn't information you want to hoard and keep to yourself. Like, no, I want everyone else to be better prepared because it's going to soften the blow you know for funny? everyone. What's funny about it too is like you kind of always feel like the, the crazy tinfoil hat guy. And then you bring this conversation up with like, the person that you would least expect and they're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah I just I mean, bought, I just bought a bunch of yeah. survival food. Like again, it's, it's on the forefront of a lot of people's brains. Uh, yeah. and maybe they just feel uncomfortable talking about it. So be that guy, be the tinfoil hat guy. We, my, my, my neighborhood, um, and it's not really a real neighborhood. Like you guys know, know yeah. where we, we actually have a quarterly meetup where we like, we're, we're not listing what resources we have. Um, there's not like a God sheet that you know, like if that somebody got a hold of it, they'd know what is where, but we all know what is where, you know, like we know who's responsible for what, um, we have like, how are we shutting the street down? How are, um, who's going to be in charge of water? Oh, you're like, you know, plumbing dude, that's amazing. Like, oh, you're an actual electrical engineer. Um, oh, you got a welder, uh, you got a bunch of motorcycles, you know, like all the that this the assets and liabilities oh you have and on the liability department okay you have somebody in your household that is you know immune deficient um, whatever their 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 sickness is like does that person 
like, are we just going to leave them out? No, like I want to be prepared to make sure that our community is strong and safe. So I want to also identify things that we have to address ahead of time. Okay, I need to stock up on insulin. Um, like what is the shelf life on insulin? Um, who, oh, you're a doctor. Uh, you have stuff to do stitches. You know how to do stitches. Um, I mean, be prepared that maybe the next pandemic is legitimate to where it is a 40% fatality yeah. rate, right? To where you do have to not have physical contact with people. It was like, is it safe to go to the store? Yeah. I mean, there, there was, even though I was like, there was lines. I, I, there were lines and crazy like you got lines. to go in like two at a time. Yep. And, yeah. Um, but even, you know, we, we had a, uh, an infant yeah. at the time. Um, we didn't know a lot and like, are we wiping down the outside of packages with, um, wipes to kill, kill it? Like, yeah wiping down your shoes and yeah. Yeah, showering yeah, when we were home. like, what do you, yeah. for a couple of weeks. And I was like, Oh, all right. Everybody's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everything's going to be fine. It's, it's a, but it's an unknown. It I, is just an drove, unknown. I just, yeah, I would just drive and be like, well, I'm looking under the overpasses and nobody seems too affected here. Yeah. So I, was, I think we're good, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it could, it could happen like SARS, like the, the SARS scare, right? That was, really lethal they just were able to control it but yeah. if you had this high infection rate with like a high fatality rate like you may have to be prepared quarantine, to really qu quarantine for real quarantine yeah right and and that's that's also dangerous too because i think a lot of people now feel like the boy who cried wolf off of this last one um and so maybe they would ignore and not yeah. not do what they should so you know you, you still have to how many chickens you got my HOA allows me to have five. Got it. Good answer. Um, how have you not infiltrated the HOA? So you know everybody on my HOA now is. Dude, oh, I, I can't even. I, I can't even with this. You can right do this. Now. I can't do it. You right can do now. this. I can't. We can't. I can't. Um, we like when infiltrated <laughs> took over our HOA and like changed everything to make it for this. But this is what preparation looks like. If you're in my neighborhood and you're watching this, I I will I, I will jump on that grenade and do that. But like. Oh, yeah, I hate it. It's so dumb. Everybody That's what makes me want society to collapse is so that I don't have to deal with my HOA anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should have chickens and everybody should have uh, an urban micro farm. Yeah. Period. If we, we would like nearly solve world hunger if everybody just had chickens. Um, the trash, if you've driven to the dump and seen the amount of trash that we create in a day, half of that trash disappears when you have chickens. Cause you just give it to your chickens Perhaps, yeah. and they eat it. The rest goes in my compost pile and that compost pile is then used in my, my little micro urban kitchen or a uh, urban, uh, Plus they're just fun little animals. They're amazing. They're super interesting. Like once you're a chicken person, then you kind of like you're a chicken person. Yep. Right? I was watching, um, my chickens follow around torn yesterday. Yep. My three-year-old, she's walking, like she's the mother hen and all the chickens are just following her everywhere that she went in the yard, Yeah, you know? And, uh, and then she'd stop, they'd stop. You know, she walks up, they, like, they do this little thing as they squat down for her because they want her to pick them up, oh, yeah. you know? And every chicken lays an egg a day. Yeah. Like that's how many, and I'm, I'm giving away dozens of eggs a week to my friends. And I think a dozen eggs right now are like $8 Here's or something. Here's a great thing about, uh, chicken eggs from your own chickens is if you don't wash them they store for, for a really eggs. long time unrefrigerated yep just I, they're on my counter and i think you can actually buy like store-bought eggs and like roll them in like oil and then store them unrefrigerated for a really long time if you buy a book they'll probably tell you how to do that but um yeah it's that's awesome thing about chickens like every now and then a chicken will go rogue and start laying eggs in like a random place and then you'll find 18 eggs like in the wheelbarrow yeah and you're like Oh, these are all still good? Yep.
You know, you float I, test I, them and then, yeah. I did have a bad egg. Um, the worst. It was bad. So, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, I mean, I, it was, I found it outside and I was like, how old is this thing? Yeah. You know, because I float test them. Yeah. You got to float test them. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, it was, so I just rolled the dice and I cracked that thing. I was like, nine. <laughs> no, this one's going in the trash. And it was rancid. <laughs> my, my amazing, beautiful wife did this one time where she cracked it and she was cooking them in like a little, little miniature waffle iron thing. Uh, they were delicious and make like little sandwiches. Cracked it, threw it in there, and it was like, ooh, it was bad. She just had to, she just had to cook through it because oh, you can't get it off yep. there. So then she, <laughs> she's probably ooh. gonna gag whenever she hears this story. Just thinking about it. Yeah. Um, the so everybody owns chickens. Everybody should own chickens. What country you, was it? I just saw a story about some country that issued out like three chickens. I posted that. that. Yeah. Was um, that it, you? it was like, yeah, it was Norse, like Northeast. Yeah. And, um, and like all the, the ways it improves society. Yeah. As it, a whole. it reduced their, the, the amount of trash yeah. that the city produced by 30%. Um, the number of people in the, the their threshold of um, food vulnerable, like I'm needing the state to help me was reduced by 50% in six months. Wow. So like people were just giving people, like you, you can make anything with eggs, you know, um, you, from obviously omelet, omelets, but like uh, with a couple other really, really inexpensive ingredients, you're, you're making cakes and bread. Bread, and, yeah. I mean, all types of stuff. Yeah. Like the recipes that we ha have of like high protein rich pancakes. Yeah, just get with, some eggs and some oatmeal, blend them together yeah. and you've got pancakes. Banana yeah. and eggs, yeah. that's it. Yeah. You know, like sure, you can throw some cinnamon and you can add a little bit of vanilla. And if you want like a better consistency, that's like more pancake-ish. You can add in a little bit of um, pancake mix or granola. Yeah. You can, you don't have to. And you have like super healthy, just like my chickens out there eating bugs and scratching around and fertilizing my, my garden. And then it's coming in and giving me delicious eggs and protein. The other thing to add on to eggs is uh, buying like half of a cow or a quarter of a cow or a cow, like go in with some friends or neighbors and like stockpile deep some freeze. Yeah. Yep. Like low cost investment, but look at how expensive and how hard to get beef was during. Oh, that was crazy. Right. Like, so, uh, I remember 10, I remember $10 for a trash steak in 2020. Yeah. We have that little lake in my neighborhood. We stocked it. Yeah. It was so cheap. It's so cheap. So like if you got a body of water near you and you can get in with like four or five neighbors to stock that lake, especially like the unknown little bodies of water, um, besides when we we're like the, the middle of the drought, um, was that like six years ago, the, the water got too hot and some um, weird floral came in there and killed the fish that was in there. Um, the next year we had the water tested, aerated it. It was good water. And we're like, let's stock this thing. Oh, yeah. It'll cost us like 80 bucks. Um, with a couple of neighbors getting in together and yeah. we stocked this with like radfish. I mean, like yeah. all, we could feed the neighborhood off of this lake for months type food and it's all self-sufficient, you know, and it's super fun. You know, you, yeah. it's Take uh, the kids fishing. so simple, just a little bit of effort, but you'd have to do it right now because next year's 2024, man. Yeah. You know, like you do it right now because there's phases of, of how we had to do it. We actually had to like um, aerate it clean it and then put in bait fish. And then we had put in crawfish, which are both going to be food for the introduction of our big fish, our food fish. So like there's like t t t t t to get there. Um, yeah. So building some, some food self-sufficiency yep. there, right? Like what in, I mean, MREs are great. They're not, but they're not. you can, uh, 
you can stockpile some MRIs. You can stockpile on some freeze-dried food. Have some sort of food set aside. Go buy a bag of rice, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it'll stretch a long way. But start having food set aside that if you can't get into the grocery stores for a couple of weeks that you can feed your family. Um, have comms plans. Like, start building out your communication plans. Start developing your medical plans, right? Have medicines set aside. Uh electronics right like have a way to recharge your electronics get a generator if you can uh, figure out how to get that thing wired into your house yeah generator so that's gonna work yeah when you need it to you have to do a fresh carburetor rebuild i'm gonna say i I know a lot of people that had them that had issues and had had two three-year-old gas they they didn't put any stabilizers in their gas tanks not just that but if you get like the gas from the gas station that's not like pure unleaded that has the the corn in it or whatever it just gunks up your carburetor, yeah. right? So, I, like, during the freeze, I spent three hours doing a full carburetor rebuild because it had gunked up in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, you know, once the freeze was over, I ran and that thing. You had the tools the and the knowledge out. to do that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I had uh, I, I, I learned some painful lessons in the freeze and in COVID. And uh, I, I had two different redundant generator systems. And one, I went economical route. Like now I have like the fireman bougie. Oh, um, yeah, like, mine's monster. Yeah. But and I, I like the whole house ones, you know, extra propane tanks. Like got got weird. But on like on your budget, you can do this really economically from, do you just have a battery pack? Like you can buy... It looks like a a a, um, a carry-on bag yeah. that weighs about a hundred pounds, has wheels, and it's just a giant battery that you keep charged. And you and can then, get solar panels for it. Yep, and everything. Yeah, yeah, and they're cheap. Um, and you can do it just a little bit at a time. So yeah. prioritize what you need to do. Start building out your list. Research. There's a ton of information out there, and start slowly building those things out. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to go drop ten grand today on building out your prep but be prepared, like start with food, start with building the, the ability to feed you, yourself and your family water and water and food. And here's another thing, like anytime that crazy shit starts happening or freezes or anything like that, one of the very first things I do is I plug all my bathtubs and fill them up with water, yeah. you know, like there you go. That's easy potable water that you can get right then. That's good to go. I use my pool to flush my toilets. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to, sometimes you don't have a lot of time to, to make some very important decisions. And this is another thing about being healthy is being able to make good decisions under stress. Rehearsal and training are going to better prepare you to have to make those decisions. So rehearsal and training, um, rehearsal like uh, fire evacuation out of your home. Um, the alarm goes off for a burglar. Uh, what does the pack out look like? What does the bug in look like? You know, like all of these things like rehearsing. Do you know how to shut off the water to your house? Do you know how to, um, like some people, I've been watching them learn how to plug their bathtubs. They've been showering for so long. They actually don't even have drains anymore. Yeah. You know, it'd be hilarious to be like, all right, right now you're going to have no water in five minutes. Yeah. Go. Yeah. You don't want the the first time you see something to be the first time you see something, right? Like rehearse and plan and have, have a plan. Um, talking about showers, just sanitation, like have a bar of soap. Right, have some bars of soap. Have some some baby wipes. Do you know how to make soap? No, I do. I probably have a book that tells me how to. Do you have a community that knows how to do it? Like, is it my? Unfortunately, it's in my head because my wife is a candle and soap maker. But me having, does my wife need to know how to gunfight? That's why you buy the bags of lies for building for making soap. For one hundred percent for making soap. That's the only reason I need it, not to like dissolve a box. Um, (laughs) The but like building out your assets are people. 
don't be a weirdo and be like, hey, I'm trying to acquire this asset. Who's yeah. going to be like, you know, yeah. know how to use a ham radio. Send me your skills. Yeah. You have no. any sweet Bostaff skills? Like, oh, cool. Welcome to the neighborhood. Oh, wow. You're from Israel. That's, oh, you're in the Mossad there? That's fascinating. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Okay, oh, cool. you're my best friend. Yeah. You're like, they're immediately in the circle. So like, just building out that. Um, I want to finish on training. Like we look out here right now, there's in the middle of a TTRC course, they're learning tactical trauma response. They're learning how to do medicine in an austere environment. The next wall over, there are 40 people that are going through the Protector One course. Um, you guys spend 90% of your work hours training. For sure. Every day. That is your job. Now, some people don't have that in like, you know, like they don't have that 30 hours of their work week to be dedicated to training. I feel sorry for them. I, I do too. Um, I have to, like, I'm in a phase right now where, like, I have to fight for training. Like, Doug, this morning, I was like, cool, I got it. I have to film these these eight things. But, man, I need an hour for me to just train me. Yeah, just I wanna for go, mental health. I want to run and gun. I want to do some long distance and mid, mid-range mid carbine stuff. Like, I want to, uh, and then I started showing off. Cool, I got a 10 by 10 steel target. I'm 400 meters away. Can I splash this, this yeah. thing? Can I get a headshot at 400 See, and meters? I'm on the... Like I get to do that. I get to shoot all the time, but I have not gotten to grapple. Like I haven't got to fill my grappling cup yep. very much lately. So, so I'm down. Gonna, I'm down to. I get to wrestle one day a week. I get to do gi one day a week, and I get to do no gi one day a week. I have three times a week that I get to grapple. Um, that's a lot more than me. Yeah, but like there's a. Phase, but I get to shoot like three times a week, right? So. So I'm getting to shoot like once every other week. Yeah. Like shoot, shoot. Not like I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna go test a gun, right. or I'm gonna do write a review. Like I'm gonna shoot, shoot. Right. Um, which are very different things. Like training is so important for sure. Yeah. I'm rolling like six times a week right now. That's <laughs> awesome. Getting to shoot probably twice a week. Yeah. Um, That's good. medicine, you have to practice and rehearse it. You have to go to classes, um, watching people fumble around with basic life-saving skills drives me crazy. Mm. You know, um, oh, you didn't know that you don't have an IFAC in your or you don't have a tourniquet in your IFAC. Yeah, it doesn't come with it. You know, like building out your, like this This is the sheepdog response. Uh, this is our bag to go into cars. There's, there's stuff for car accidents. You know, like it's built out specific for it, which is different than my, my big trauma blowout bag, which is different than my lone man range bag, which is different than my low vis solo singleton movement bag. Like knowing what those things are and rehearsing and practicing and training is gonna save your life and it's gonna save the life of your family. Still looking at the, that list of cities, Oakland, Richmond, Salt Lake, San Francisco, Cleveland, Miami, Kansas, Indianapolis, Raleigh, like. Right, like this stuff is gonna start kicking off right around August. Like that's just the, the way that it goes, right? We're getting into that election cycle. I don't care what side of the politics Prepare. you're on. Yeah, I don't. It, it has doesn't nothing matter. To do with politics. It's just the way. I mean, it has everything to do with politics, but it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. Be prepared for it. It's happening. Something's happening this year. Yeah. All right. Your parting words of wisdom. You have somebody that is prep curious. They're a. They're interested in self-preservation and self-defense and being able to protect their family, but they don't know what to do. I think like Chantry said, you start with educating yourself. Go online, start researching some of these topics. I mean, we live in a time where you have access to information that kings and queens of the past didn't have. You have the internet and it's working. 
Go read. Go listen to other people. Read a book. Even though everything on it is biased, but the information's out there. Just look at what. Look at your life in 2020. How could you have made your experience during some of those things better? Okay. And start building from that, right? Like, did you did you find yourself in a situation to where you were like, I really wish I had had more food set aside for this, or more cash on hand for this, or gas cans, right? Yeah. Like, just start from there. There's a ton of knowledge out there. You don't have to go down the crazy rabbit holes of like, maybe you don't think that you need nuclear fallout tablets, which maybe you're wrong, but that's fine. Do you know how hard it is to get a Geiger counter? It's probably pretty hard. It's hard. Yeah. It was hard. Geiger counter? All right. (laughs) This was the About Violence podcast. Um, It was a sensitive topic, you know, because I don't care where you were on the fence in 2020, who you voted for, whether you're part of the protests, if you thought the protests were good or bad, it doesn't matter. It was a mess. 2016 was a mess. 2012 was a mess, and I promise you 2024 is going to be a mess. Um, if you have questions, leave them in the comment section. If yeah, that's, about the, that's the only social media that I I, I will actually look and You'll read drop the in comments. there. You, you'll I'll, actually yeah, get yeah. in there and talk. I'll look in the, at the comments yeah, on YouTube. I'll read the comments yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's the only social media I have. It's amazing. I recommend it to everybody is to just get rid of social media. Um, but <laughs> otherwise... YouTube's, I'll, I'll read your YouTube comments. So I'd love to, to answer some questions or have some discussions on there. Um, when, when I say that the, these fellas spend their life doing this, uh, every waking hour in some form or capacity, occupationally, they're training for things like this. So the 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 amount of knowledge that comes from, from these guys is unbelievable. Those resources, they have them and they reference them often. So please go into the comment section, leave your questions. Another surprising thing is uh, there are a ton of uh, good-hearted Samaritans that follow the About Violence podcast that get in there and 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 also help lead the conversation. So it's, it's a really healthy, and please keep it healthy, uh, conversation in uh, the comment section. So please prepare. Yeah. Please do everything that you can to train. Please be healthy so that we can all stay safe and so that we can stay free. All right. See you next time.